0: Hello, it's Andrew May and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. Optimize performance through adapting your physical, psychological and emotional state. In this Bite Size from episode number 69, Carol Cook talks about how she's training to go to the Paris Paralympics at the youthful age of 63. And although Carol hasn't been able to keep up with some of her younger competitors, she is still training as hard as ever, but she's training smarter. Carol also gives insights into her thoughts on longevity and how she doesn't think of her age or the age of others around her. She prefers to look at how people are living and how they are enjoying their lives. This is a cracker of an episode. If you want to listen to the full interview, go to episode number 69 on the Performance Intelligence Podcast. So let's go to next year, Paralympics. You're going to be 63 years of age. I am absolutely on Team Cook. We're going all the way. Well, we are. You are. (laughs) We're we're, we're riding on your coattails.
1: Look, um, I'm pretty philosophical about this. There's a very, very slim chance of making it to Paris. At Road Worlds this year, I didn't medal. I was 45 seconds off the podium in the time trial, which is my favourite event. And, um, you know, the winner was... You know, the winner of the road race this year at Worlds was 26. Um, Second place was 30. You know, so we have a very, very strong Australian team. And at this point, we only have five female spots. And that's across track and road. So unless you are a gold medal chance, there's no hope in hell of making that team. And uh, I have been told that I'm out of the top six uh, that they're looking at, which I knew anyway. But there are other ways to make it. So sometimes they'll, what they call ring fence an event to make sure it's kept viable. So if a lot of countries aren't going to, they realize aren't going to send, say, a trike, they will ring fence the trike category and say, anybody who's competed in this internationally in the last two years must be taken or you'd lose that spot. The other way is that if I do well in the upcoming World Cups in the new year, Australia can actually apply for a bi- what they call a bipartite um, position. There's five female and five male positions worldwide that can be applied for. And in Tokyo, two of my main competitors actually got to those positions. So there's always the chance, and I've already talked to the head coach, and I said, if I do well, and I plan on doing well, I want you to apply for one of these positions. So, he, he agreed, and he said to me – actually, it was funny. He said to me, he said, Carol, I'm definitely looking at you for the time trial because you seem to be able to pull a rabbit out of a hat when it comes to those races. And it's true. I just seem to be able to, yeah, pull it out when I need it. So –
0: are you planning an upcoming conference or company offsite? For the past 15 years, I've averaged speaking at over 50 events each year, and I still love presenting at conferences as much as I did when I first started. To explore the different presentations I offer on a range of topics and themes including physical and psychological well-being, becoming burnout proof, connection and belonging, that's a new area I'm, I'm really enjoying presenting on neuroscience and behaviour change, mental skills and leadership and culture. Or if you'd like to understand our fully integrated conference experience with pre-event diagnostics, activities throughout the agenda, including a morning wake-up, energy breaks, team-building activities and digital resources to embed learning. To find out more information and to download a brochure, go to andrewmay.com keynotes. Talk to me about Longevity. Your view on longevity at 62 years young, and I'm sure you've got a goal because your life is so goal-oriented and what you do, you're going to get to 100 plus, right? That, that's my goal. I really want to get to 100 plus. And there's longevity in my mother's side. Although my great-grandfather, Ike, passed away at 99 years of age. The family story goes that he was reading the Sydney Morning Herald and he was short-sighted so he could just see, it was the Marlboro Man ad and he could, could see down the bottom it said, smoking may cease your lifespan. So our family joke is silly old Ike, stop smoking at 99, he could have kept going and he would have cracked 100. But yeah, that's the, the era where post World War. They used to smoke back then. They used to rub tobacco with cow manure. So it would go further. It's a very, very different world. And maybe if I could had different genetics, um, yeah, he would have had a heart attack at sort of fifty five or sixty. But, but talk to me about what what your view is on longevity. Because I've never heard you once talk about aging or being old. You'd say with a bit of tongue in cheek. But I don't believe that you think at sixty two, sixty three, it's time to give up.
1: No, um, I have decided that next year will probably be my last year racing internationally. I mean, that's, you know, it's just, I will still ride and I will still race here in Australia because I love doing it, but I want to be able to give there's that position to somebody else that's up and coming to go over and be able to go and, and, and you know, do what I've done in the last 12 years. Um I get really ticked off when when somebody looks at a, a number that's attached to a person and decides what they can and can't do. That just, like it doesn't matter if you're 12 or you're 62 or 82, who says what you can and can't do? And I think if you are passionate about doing something, then just do it. And you know what? I've never ever thought about how old I want to live to. It's funny. I've never ever thought that because I, my, my mom's family, like mom's 87 and she's the youngest. And they, my, my auntie, her her second oldest sister just died a year ago in October, a year ago, October. And it was a freak accident where she fell and hit her head and should never have been sent home from the hospital. And so had a bleed, but, The others, you know, Betty's like 92 this year. Mom's 88 in May. Oh, God, I shouldn't have said that on because she'll be listening to this. Sorry, Mom, I shouldn't have said your age. Um, And her other sister's 89. Her mom lived to 94. So there is longevity on that side. And I've never really thought about an age because I just see them always getting older, but still, they're all still living on their own. They're all still doing their own thing. My mom, we lost my dad in 2016, but mom's just flourished. You know, she's just, that my poor dad had Alzheimer's, so mom was his primary carer, and it was tough on her. And since then, she's just, you know, she walks with her girlfriends twice a week. She's still driving. She goes out to my sisters, you know. she's does yoga with them. She does the meditation. like She gets all into that as well. And so I've never really looked at age as a real issue, I guess, because of the way they've lived.
0: If anyone's listening to this and you're in your 50s, early 50s or your late 50s or your 60s or your 70s and you've had that limiting belief, oh, I can't do that because, or, you know, when you get old, I hear this all the time, Carol, oh, it's all right for you, mate, but, you know, I'm in my mid-50s or I'm 60 and I can't do that. Oh my Bullshit. Yes, as you roll through the decades, so we we know from well, I know from studying as an exercise physiologist and working my first iteration after I retired as an athlete. Retired is such a bad word, but after I stopped competing at a high level, I then shifted into strength and conditioning. So we know most athletes will hit their peak at thirty years, give or take a few years, right? But to compete in life. Absolutely. You can be fit and fast and strong and flexible through your 50s and 60s and 70s.
1: I always say my life really started at 50. My first games were at 51. And to be honest, you talk about how we lose our, like our muscle mass and, and we get weaker with age. Just before Tokyo in 2021, and I'm almost back there now, I was leg pressing more at the age of almost, well, I turned 60 when we were in like overseas. So I was pressing more at the age of 59 than I was at the age of 25. So I'm still like, cause, cause my legs are different with my MS. So I'm still right now doing single leg press, my right leg, 102 kilos, my left leg, 82 kilos. Um, just before Tokyo, I was doing 120 and a hundred.
0: So is that so, double, more than double your body weight, that would be?
1: Oh, I wish. <laughs> not really. No. I'm like, I raced in Tokyo at 64. Uh, I so not yeah, far close off
0: double your close body off. weight. Come on, champ. Give yourself a round. <laughs> I'm not
1: 64 right now, though. Let,
0: let, let oh, me round God. out the math. So, <laughs> so just to put that in context, was to do a single leg press at double your weight is freaking awesome. Awesome.
1: So, and I couldn't do that in my 20s could not do that as a rower i couldn't do that i i did that, that amount probably with both legs as a rower and that was back in 2008
0: hi again it's andrew and i hope you really enjoyed that episode We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence Podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience, and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including Matchfit, Or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com. And we'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence.